Welcome to Listen with Pops. For children everywhere. And especially James, Ben, Matthew and Noah. This is episode three of The Circus Comes to Town. Well, you'll remember at the end of episode two, the children had just been watching the lions. And when the lion act was over and the ring men were taking the cage down again, the clowns came back, shouting and tumbling as usual. This time Jane wasn't at all frightened and laughed as much as anybody. But she clapped her hands with delight at the next act. In came a man on a beautiful chestnut horse that danced a waltz, a foxtrot and a polka in time to the music. Oh, I'd love to do that, she cried. But Mr Dick explained that it was a special kind of riding called high school that came from the emperor's court in Austria a great many years ago. I'm afraid it's rather difficult, he said. It takes both the horse and the rider a long time to learn. Then more horses entered the arena, and Mr. Dick said, These are called liberty horses. That means they do all their tricks without any rider. The trainer controls them from the middle of the ring just by calling or by movement of his whip. The horses trotted round with their plumes nodding, looking very fine. Then suddenly the whip cracked, and they all turned round and went the other way. I, uh, I hope you don't have to whip them much, Jane said rather anxiously because she was very fond of animals, especially horses. Oh dear no, Mr Dick replied. The whip is just there to guide them and to make a noise. If you whip them, then you'd make them frightened, and no animal that is frightened will ever learn to do tricks. Then the music changed again, and in came the elephants, with their Indian attendant. First of all, they walked round the ring several times with their trunks swishing and their beady little eyes shining brightly. Then the trainer called one elephant out by herself to do some special tricks. That one's called Maudie, Mr Dick explained. She's been with the show longest and she's the cleverest of them all. Everybody laughed when Maudie suddenly picked the trainer up in her trunk. He looked so funny with his arms and legs waving in the air, but they clapped and clapped when Maudie balanced herself on her hind legs and then lowered him very gently down, just as though he was a tiny child. Then the elephant very slowly raised herself on one foreleg only, with all the other three legs off the platform. When at last she was balanced, the trainer bowed and everyone gave the clever elephant a round of applause. Of course, both the children wanted to know how it is that the circus people managed to train their animals to do such wonderful tricks. It's just patience, Mr Dick said. A good trainer never gets angry or shouts at his animals. He always speaks in a quiet voice. Elephants are about the cleverest animals, he went on. But they are easily frightened. Once they know the trainer is their friend, they soon learn the tricks. Which animals are the fiercest? Peter asked. Most animals are fierce when they're frightened, Mr Dick said. But I think bears are the most dangerous. Well, I must leave you now. Uh, how would you like to see some of the animals after the show? Well, of course, both children were so excited they could hardly answer, although they did just manage to say, yes, please. All right, then, Mr Dick said. I'll send somebody to take you round. After that, everything seemed to go by in a whirl. There was a monkey who rode a cycle and chased one of the clowns all around the ring. Every time the clown thought he'd got away, the monkey chased him again until the poor clown pretended to hide behind the ringmaster. After this, four monkeys, dressed in suits, sat and had tea at a little table. 
all the mess they made. And of course, the more jam they spilt, the more everybody laughed. In the end, one of the monkeys pulled off a whole tablecloth with everything on it. Then he wrapped himself up in it and tried to hide from the keeper. Well, please don't go home and copy their table manners, that's all, Daddy said, laughing. Of course, the children said they wouldn't, but they thought it must be rather funny to be a monkey all the same. Next came a juggler who threw five Indian clubs in the air, one after another, and caught them all. Then he balanced a pile of plates on his head in a way that made the children stare in astonishment. And then there were some comic acrobats who jumped and turned somersaults in the air as they ran. They tumbled about and seemed to bounce like rubber balls. However hard they fell, they never hurt themselves. The performers seemed to come in and out of the ring so quickly that the children hardly had time to watch them at all. There were sea lions who balanced coloured balls on their noses and Shetland ponies with dogs riding on their backs. At last the band played a long chord, the trumpets blew, and all the animals and their trainers marched on again for the grand finale. The children had such an exciting time that they could hardly bear to think it was all over. I wonder whether Mr Dick will remember he asked us to see the animals, said Peter, as they left their seats, and Jane was wondering the same thing. But he did remember, for one of the clowns came over and said to them, Come this way, please. Peter and Jane had never felt so proud. All the other children looked very envious as the clown took them out through the ring entrance. There was an exciting sort of zoo smell at the back of the big animal tents. The children saw all the horses and elephants being groomed and they couldn't help laughing at the funny way the elephants swayed from side to side all the time in their stalls. Then the head groom said, Would you like to see the baby of the show? Oh, yes, please, said Jane. So he showed them a Shetland pony fowl that was only a few days old. It was so small that it was not much bigger than a lamb. It lay curled up in the straw beside its mother, with its little spindly legs drawn up underneath. Jane wished very much that she could take it home with her, though of course she knew that it was really much happier living where it was, in the circus, with its mother. When they got home to tea, there was so much to tell Mum that they hardly knew where to begin. But at last, when she'd heard all about it, she said, Well, and what did you like best? The clowns, Peter answered at once. Then he thought again and said, Or perhaps the elephants. Then he said, No, the lions. But Jane was quite sure. The horses, she said. That night, Peter dreamed that he was the most daring acrobat in the world and the bravest lion tamer. But Jane dreamed that she was riding round on a beautiful grey horse and that she was wearing a lovely dress that sparkled and shone like silver and that everyone clapped and clapped and clapped. And that's the end of The Circus Comes to Town. I really hope you enjoyed it. And please join me again for another book in our series of Listen With Pops. Bye for now.